podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I think they should be embarrassed from the, uh, this weekend, Mercedes. Yeah. I feel, I feel the only reason why they did so well in qualities is because of one man, not because of of the team itself. It is down to Lewis, and they should be embarrassed. And they've got to. This happened at Silverstone. They've got to stop blaming certain parts not working at the track right. No, it's that you feel like there is a huge disconnect within Mercedes and is it Toto now the way he talks to the other mechanics or like there is something else going on and it'd be interesting I mean I don't see Lewis leaving but also at the same time it's like how much if it's like banging your head against the wall like where is your loyalty as a driver like they can't lose Lewis but Lewis can probably lose Mercedes. Hello and welcome back to the On Track GP podcast. We had an amazing uh, race yesterday. Well, I say amazing. The the inevitable happened with Max Verstappen winning, but we're going to go through it. And we're also uh, stick around for this episode because we're also going to have a lot of fun and redo, well, sort of redo, the ultimate driver. I'm joined today not only by Le Mans winner Richard Bradley, but also today by Rachel Downey, TV broadcaster, F1 expert. Thank you so much for coming in and spending an hour with us today. All right, yeah. anytime. That's yeah. quite a good, um, like, bigging me up there. So, thanks. well, you deserve the bigging up, absolutely. Um, look, I'm maybe you know, no spoilers because I think everybody's seen what happened yesterday. But Max Verstappen, inevitable mm. wins again, so comfortably. What are your kind of, um, Richard, let's come to you first. What are your first thoughts about? that race that happened yesterday in Hungary? I thought it was a great race. And I think if Max wasn't involved, we'd be talking about it as one of the races of the season. But he was just on another galaxy. Like mm. it wasn't, you know, when they we looked at qualifying, we thought, oh, this is going to be this is going to be a lot closer than we thought. And then obviously Christian came out and said, we compromise our qualifying car for the race. And we thought, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he was completely right. <laughs> Turns and, out he was telling the truth. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, Max, Max was in a position where he made it look very easy. But we, we can't forget how quick Sergio Perez was as well Um, at certain stages in that race he was absolutely flying so I think rather ominously it wasn't just a max factor I think that the Red Bull as a whole in race trim at the minute was really really strong yeah their race pace Mm. seems ridiculous Um, Rachel I asked this question to everybody early on Uh, Max Verstappen is he already an all-time great you know it's so hard like it's it's not hard like like him or not like him, I think that's like whatever I think personally about Max Verstappen. He's a dominant driver in an exceptional car. He's proving himself. Yes, he, he is. He is going to be one of the greats. Like he, We will remember him like that. I'm not sure what kind of legacy he will leave behind in the sport, but I think he's, he's also matured over the years. The way he reacts on track, um, although he does race differently when he's with Lewis, he has matured over the years. And you can't fault you can't fault the drive you can't no. fault the performance um, at all, so yeah he'll be around for many years to come. And uh, yeah, I know. Unless he gets <laughs> bored. Well, that's, it, that's <laughs> the, what the only thing that he keeps saying is mm. that I might this basically winning is getting boring. I might just do sim racing. I mean that would be a that would never yeah. happen though. <laughs> Being great is so boring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then also if we I know we're we're talking about Max right now, but I think all of a sudden we're looking at Norris and mm. we're actually seeing someone that is potentially going to give him that that challenge that he wants that that fight at the front yeah. so 
who knows what the, the next few races will be. I mean, we know he's going to. It's a matter of time until he gets that, that final win that says, well done, that's the year, signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. But, I think on that Norris point, that's really interesting because obviously we saw Marco come out and say that the, the only young driver at the minute who's going to be a good fit to be with Max at Red Bull is mm. Norris. Mm. So, and now, you know, we've seen whilst we've still got this sort of smiley cute side of Lando we're yeah. seeing a bit more of an aggression come out now that the McLaren's at the front so if he keeps on going that way and then he ends up in in the same team as Max in the next couple of years that could be something really exciting I totally agree I do and I I, I said actually earlier before we started filming that you, you're seeing a little bit of a maybe an arrogant side mm. or there's, there's an, a little bit of an ego forming with Norris mm. and I know he said um it, when he was interviewed he compared he basically said the Mercedes Hamilton saying the Mercedes wasn't you know a car that's not competing he was basically saying that was rubbish and mm. it's like all right <laughs> Norris like kind of get back in your box yeah. like you still got to prove yourself you're doing really yeah. well right now but you, you still got to earn your your stripes as it were yeah. but he's I mean, yeah, he's doing great. And it, I, you do feel like, you know, McLaren, this is another thing I was going to say, you know, it feels like Aston Martin, Ferrari have just dropped. But I think McLaren are the ones that have just gone out in front and beaten. Well, that second place is fascinating at the minute. And, and yesterday it felt like it was the classic case of we have a mixed up grid. We finally have somebody else not on pole. We're so excited. It's <laughs> going to be so yeah. different. And oh, Max won. Um, it was over in about seven meters. Uh, that fall from Lewis early on, it broke my heart. Yeah. I really wanted to see, and you mentioned it earlier, Rachel, that Max Verstappen races differently against Lewis Hamilton because they're just, they're like, they're like Disney villain arch nemesises to each other. It's, it's, a Senna, it's a Senna Pross situation again. Yes, when there's yeah. two people like yeah. that, there's an extra ego edge about it. Mm. You know. And it'll always be like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was sad to see uh, Lewis fall away. I mean, he was very frustrated and throughout kind of the whole race, really. And, and, and even midway, he was going, how, how am I suddenly 10 seconds behind these McLarens? What's going on? Um, Mercedes, bad week, would you say, for them under the circumstances? I'll tell you something which, again, was a, it was obviously what happened in qualifying was just stupid to be honest with you i mean to to allow to allow yourself to be compromised that much um you know through communication but again much like silverstone russell's race pace once he was clear was mm. very very strong mm. and i think had russell been able to start around where he should have been in sort of the top you don't know because qualifying was so close but let's say the top six to be mm. safe i think he would have actually maybe had a stronger race pace than lewis uh, because lewis up until the end when he was ch chasing checo was actually struggling quite a bit but mm. george throughout the whole race looked really on it and you remember in the middle there was a string where he was getting fastest lap uh, for a period so I think, yeah, okay, it's annoying. They made mistakes and everything. But I think that there's a clear step up for Mercedes. And, you know, with the summer break coming, more updates coming, then, yeah, we can maybe look look forward to them getting back into the battle. Mm. I, I agree. But I, I think they should be embarrassed from the, this weekend, Mercedes. Yeah. I feel I feel the only reason why they did so well in qualities is because of one man, not because of, of the team itself. It is down to Lewis. And they should be embarrassed. And they've got to... This happened at Silverstone. They've got to stop blaming certain parts not working at the track right. No, it's that. You feel like there is a huge disconnect within Mercedes. And is it Toto now, the way he talks to the other mechanics? Or like there is something else going on. And it'd be interesting. I mean, I don't see Lewis leaving, but also at the same time, it's like how much, if it's like banging your head against the wall, like where is your loyalty as a driver? Like they can't lose Lewis, but 
Lewis can probably lose Mercedes. Wow, interesting point. Because there has been the rumours of Lewis mm. going, well, if I'm not going to get my eighth championship with Mercedes, am I going to pop to Ferrari? I mean, I don't think he'd He's pop to Red Bull. He's not going to get it with yeah, Ferrari at the Ferrari. minute, let's but be honest. But now there's a conversation of, could he go back to McLaren to go and get it? If they've suddenly had this great look, it's only two races with mm. these. But the, the interesting thing, and, and you mentioned before, again, Rachel, about this, this jump that McLaren have had. Mm. I think the most exciting thing about that jump is... They did it at Silverstone and they did it at Hungary, which are two, Richard, you'll know this as good as anybody. They're such different tracks. Yeah. And so to achieve so highly on two completely different types of circuit is really exciting for McLaren. Richard, yeah. what, what is it about those tracks that are so different? Well, the thing is with Silverstone, I mean, they're both high downforce. You know, Hungary is normally max downforce just because it is literally like a, it's like a street circuit. It's so, it's, you, until you actually go there, you can't believe how tight and twisty that place is. Um, but... What what's promising for me, and I think looking at it, they're going to end up being quite quick at Spa. Is Spa's actually a bit of a combination of both? Of course, we always talk about the famous corners: Eau Rouge, Pouin, Blanchimont, and everything. Of course, they're the high speed corners, and and you know we, they're they're similar to what you get at Silverstone. And obviously, they were very strong there. Um, but then you've also got a lot of uh, a lot of slow medium speed corners, one after the other. You've got Lecom, uh, you've got the Stavolo chicanes, you've got the bus stop, you've got La Source. So to be honest, provided they've got decent straight line speed, which they seem to be pretty okay with, mm-hmm. I think McLaren are going to be just as strong at Spa as they were at Silverstone and Hungary. Yeah, I agree, Rachel. I totally agree, and also I really like Oscar Piastri. Mm. I really like him, and I think you know the vision that Zach Brown had about bringing those two drivers together was was genius because Oscar is out of all the rookies as well this year he's yeah. proven himself to be the, the 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 best so far and he's got a proven record anyway with like F two and mm-hmm. you know you know he can he can do it but I think Oscar next year year after is going to be up there definitely do you, know, do you know what a really interesting thing with oscar this weekend was like okay at the beginning of the race he was he was very strong and then he had a really difficult middle stint of the race and then a hard but not as difficult end to the race but on the radio throughout the whole race he was completely calm mm. he didn't throw his toys out the pram he didn't say anything he just got 22. on with his job exactly it's 22 he's uh, but you saw it through the junior categories he won all the championships he won he won them one year after the other he went bang F4 champion bang F3 mm. champion bang F2 champion I think he's definitely one to watch for the future yeah and I hope he keeps that he's he's quite an endearing character in the fact that there is no arrogance there that yeah. but again it's probably an age thing and give him a couple of years when he is winning yeah it's I mean to be honest the other cool thing with Oscar is he's got good guidance under yeah, with him Weber. with Weber yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. Mark is um, Mark is a very very humble guy and, yeah, and always tries to keep on the straight and narrow um, and you know I think having he's been with Oscar since he was in Formula 4 so I think that's given Oscar a very good grounding going up but mm. yeah we all know when you get to the front egos can inflate slightly and we'll see what happens but he's definitely one to watch for the future yeah. so you think McLaren can do a good job this weekend in Spa got some good stats for you uh, <laughs> in the last two races Ferrari this is breaking my heart Ferrari have scored 13 points Aston Martin have scored nine points McLaren have scored 58 points wow can McLaren catch and go ahead of by the end of the season when we get to Abu Dhabi Will McLaren be ahead of Ferrari and Aston Martin? Do you know you should have come up with another stat? You should have worked out how much time each team lost in the pit stops in the last two races. Ooh, I don't want to talk about that, because, Richard. I'm still recovering emotionally. Because remember, don't forget, Alonso made a mistake and uh, yes. and didn't uh, you know had the rear wheel spinning in the stop. So yeah, and Red Bull did a one nine. 
a, a 1.9 1. stop yesterday. Right when they needed to as well. And Ferrari did a 9.4 and got a penalty. <laughs> so let's 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 leave that there. Can McLaren catch Aston Martin, uh, even potentially Mercedes and Ferrari? Can they come second in the Constructors' Championship or do we think it's too late with that upgrade package? I yeah. think they can. I think they can. Yeah. I definitely think they can. I, I mean, if, uh, the way, uh, if it stays how it is at the minute mm. and they keep getting a 2-4, a 3-5, a whatever, they'll wrap those points yeah. up. Uh, and <laughs> 58 compared to Aston Martin's nine in the last two races. Let's have a little talk about Aston Martin here. What happened? Have they just run out of money? Did they upgrade too much or did it spend too much on the car at the beginning and now it's just falling away? Because if, if, if there was ever a moment where you think, okay, they're going to have a good race because this mm. circuit suits them, it would have been yesterday at Hungary. And somehow Lance Stroll got a point. I don't know how he managed to do that. But it was it was, it was was poor, really it was just poor Just an- anonymous, you know. Yeah. Alonso just kind of went round and round in circles and that was it, you know. They've just, they just haven't had this zip for a while, though. It was the same yeah. at Silverstone. They were anonymous and... You can't see them. You can't see them coming back, to be honest. But as I said to you before, you know, there's this summer break where all the factories close. But I can promise you, every single engineer will have their work laptop with them mm. on the beach in Ibiza, yeah. and they will constantly <laughs> be doing stuff. And there'll be a wind tunnel that we don't know about in Charlotte or something like that being yeah. used. So yeah, you know, they 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 do have a chance to come back. But McLaren's, you know, the the, the rate of progress and mm. the amount of progress that McLaren has made is very very ominous for them. Yeah, and I think. I mean, Alonso did say, you know, kind of pointed the finger at the tyres and that they haven't been the same since Silverstone. Mm. So you do feel that Alonso, I mean, I know Aston Martin are going to say face and basically make out that there's, you know, no problems and they're dealing with it. But Alonso's got enough years in his belt. Is that even a saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is now. We know what I was going with, OK? Um, and he, he knows it's more than just that. And then there's definitely trouble there. But yeah, I think there's problems with the tyres and... I don't really see after the summer break that um, it's going to make any difference. Could they fall away? Could they end up being fifth? Could do. I tell you what, and we I feel like we say this all the time, but you take away Red Bull and Max Verstappen, what's going on beneath it is amazing. Mm. It's so, That second position is yeah. so hotly contested, particularly yeah. now with McLaren coming back in. It's almost, is it too contested in the sense that you can almost now, you've got 10 drivers and you should know the 10 drivers that are going to score the, the be in the 10 point positions on, on a Sunday. I mean, this is the thing, disregarding the Red Bulls and everything. Okay, we look at the Aston Martin's position and we say they're ominous and everything. They weren't actually that far away from the sort of podium positions in terms of mm. in terms of time. That's how close the midfield battle is right now. That's yeah. great, isn't it? It's 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 awesome. It's really really awesome. As you say, you know, we are we should we should be happy because we're witnessing mm. one of the great F1 drivers, uh, you know, doing something pretty special. Yeah. But man, it would be a great battle if he wasn't there. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, the new regs, or it's 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 basically Hamilton's gone now. It's all Max Verstappen, but it mm. is that. Mm. middle of the field middle of the pack that is brilliant right now we're seeing some great talent great drivers um proving themselves to be yeah you just can't you just can't you can't predict it like honestly uh, you know if you took away max next week i have no idea who's going to win in 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 spa absolutely no clue apart from max obviously yeah (laughs) (laughs) um well we did have a little mix or or close to what we thought was going to be a huge crazy what has happened Alfa Romeo is starting fifth and seventh on a Sunday and we're all going this is brilliant this is what we need Joe Guanyu sort of forgets where the clutch pedal is by the looks of it it sort of hits the anti-stall or something and and it just 
doesn't quite work. Oh, um, and the chaos that unfolds folds from that is that it ultimately, I think it affected Bottas's race as well because Bottas had to go slowly around him because they were on the same side of the track. And then Joe eventually hits into the back of Daniel Ricciardo who crashes into the two Alpines and they go bowling. Um, but Joe Guanyu, what do you think that error was why do you, I, where do you think that came from i don't think it was driver error i think it was really? electronics thing yeah because normally what happens with these cars is when the anti-stall kicks in the steering wheel flashes like a christmas tree and you get a huge big warning on the screen and every light's going off to basically say what the hell are you doing sort it out get <laughs> going that would so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know we, we we have it in most racing cars whenever there's something that you really shouldn't be doing i mean the steering wheel really lets you know like even at Le Mans, when we're in the night, we, we turn the brightness right down on the steering wheels. But if we cross the pedals and use the brake and the throttle at the same time, it goes max brightness, everything <laughs> wow. flashes, it's like, get off. So to be honest, and if you, Joe came out with an interview as well. He said that it looks like the system just disabled itself. Oh man. Um, he looked devastated, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. But, you know, I think that Joe, Joe's, a, I think Joe is, to be honest, very underrated. I think the Alpha's kind of a, you know, just a, a mid-pack car and mm. has been. But, you know, he's been, He's kept Bottas very, very honest over the last two years. And also, when you actually look at his junior CV, he's a very likable driver in the way he races. He's a very clever driver, and he's a likable guy. And I think that, you know, he has the potential. And I think that he did a very, very good job on Saturday. And yeah, okay, something happened to him, and then he got a bit flustered because, you know, it was his best start, and it all just went like that. But... I think we can uh, we can look forward to some good performances from him in the future. I agree. Mm. I really like Joe. I um, and and like you say, he's in an Alfa Romeo. There's only so much you can do yeah. in that car. And what this is his second year. Second year. He's, yeah. I th- give him another year, another season, and let that confidence begin to get even like more for him but i think he's a great driver he really is and, and i think just I like him i think just going going back as well to something that i've said previously is seeing what perez how perez has been in the last few races mm. disregarding this one and comparing that to how bottas was at mercedes shows the level that bottas is on and joe is consistently you know he's putting big big pressure yeah. onto bottas so great i think point. we've got to give you know, Joe deserves a lot of credibility for what he's doing there. Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. Uh, we touched very briefly there on the Alpines. That's two races, both cars not DNFing in a row. That is yikes. And ultimately, that one wasn't completely their fault. But, oh. Yeah, they were innocent there. Weekend. Just, yeah. yeah, just painful. Yeah. Absolutely painful. I don't think there's anything really else to say apart no, from yeah. that. I mean, hopefully they can have a better weekend at Spa. But but with so many, there's probably five teams that are quicker than Alpine now. Yeah. They're, lo- they're looking to scrape a point here or there. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. At the beginning of the season, I remember thinking like, oh, two French drivers, they look like they're going to be quite decent this season, maybe yeah, even pushing. Good, yeah. mm. But it's just a bit meh at Alpine. Yeah, it's meh. It's a bit, mm, it's, all those facial expressions that and, we can do. And the problem is as well is that they're, they're putting together a new management structure as well, which inevitably means that management in the Formula One team will be under pressure. So it needs to change quite quickly. Otherwise, you might be seeing Otmar showing the door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope we I hope things become interesting for them when Ryan Reynolds, that whole kind of investment package comes over. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to be or where it's up to, but that would be really cool. That would be a really yeah. interesting interesting well, thing for them. popularity to them. I don't know mm. what else. Well, maybe money if they yeah. do if they do yeah, a, a series like they have with um, his Wrexham team yeah. on. I mean, look, Alpine have a lot more money than Wrexham did when they took over. Um, <laughs> yeah, are you comparing? <laughs> <laughs> Wrexham and Alpine, mm, not quite. <laughs> uh, Daniel Ricciardo, I think he had a really good week. 
I think he had a really yeah. good weekend to come in, out qualify, and then and then score and uh, not score, but outplace his teammate Yuki Tsunoda. I think he had a really really good start back in a very very poor car. What were your overall thoughts for Daniel Ricciardo this weekend? Do you know what? I I agree. Great start, great in qualies. He fell victim to Joe. I think that's the best way to 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 say it. Thing with Daniel Ricciardo, I don't think he is a consistent driver. I get the buzz around him being back on the grid. Uh, commercially, the honey badger is, <laughs> is great for Formula One. People love him. People want to see him. He's up for doing anything within the interviews. So I get the appeal for Daniel Ricciardo. And, you know, ultimately, is it going to be bye-bye Perez and them two, Max and Danny, um, in the future? Perhaps. But I still don't think he's the most consistent driver. So he might have done all right this weekend. We'll see what he's like in Spa. Richard? Yeah, I, I think, you know, he did better than I expected, especially coming back to a circuit like Hungary. If you haven't driven a Formula One car for an extended period, that is probably the hardest track to come back to that in Singapore, at least from a physical point of view. I don't know if you actually noticed, but it, when they showed the camera facing him, he had these huge neck rests on for when his neck would inevitably get tired. Interesting. Um, but, I, I, you know, obviously, as you said at the start, he got jode. Yeah. And uh, for a better, for lack of a better term, but um, and also around Hungary because of the way the circuit is, any tiny bit of aero damage to the floor is going to make such a big difference there more than other circuits. Mm. So his race definitely would have been compromised from being hit. Um, but again, I think it was a solid weekend back. I think that he had no pressure that this weekend. Everybody just kind of said, "Okay, get back into the mm. swing of things and and see what you can do." And I think we'll be able to see a lot more uh, in Spa. But definitely not a bad weekend back. Uh, Rachel, Richard, and I have a ten pound big money, oh, ten pound, ten pound bet Calm on. It's nearly one the, and a half pints in London. Yeah. <laughs> the, actually, I think we'll edit slightly, Richard. The bet is that uh, I think Daniel Ricciardo will. If you if you started from now, I think Daniel Ricciardo would score more points than Yuki Tsunoda to the end of the season, and and Richard on the other side of the coin thinks Yuki Tsunoda would score more points. But I think we should edit it and not say points because they're probably not going to score <laughs> yeah. any points. Yeah. But maybe uh, ending position. Yeah. And the person that ends up with the lowest score, if you add them all at the end, wins. Which side of the coin are you on? Daniel Ricciardo or Yuki Tsunoda come the end of the season? I think Ricciardo will go above. You're on my side. Yeah, just Blimey. because, you know, the other day we're talking about all, you know, and I'm not the only one that said this. Other people have said that Danny, and he's got the experience Danny's got, Danny would eventually perhaps take over from Perez. You can't say that about Yuki. So... And I know, you know, two different drivers, two different backgrounds. Um, yeah, I think. Interesting. Very, very, very yeah. interesting. Um, I'll leave Sorry. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. for the I'll race. And then we'll put the race to the side and then we'll do my fun game. Richard knows I like my games. Um, <laughs> and a fun game. Yeah. Fun game. Has to, it's no fun unless it's organised fun. Um, Max has now run... Well, firstly, Red Bull uh, won 12 in a row now. Officially, it's the most ever. I think it was McLaren back it's in the McLaren 80s. McLaren 1988, yeah. 88, very good. Thank you. Uh, Max has now run won seven in a row. Vettel currently holds the record for most individual races in a row with nine. Lewis only ever got five, amazingly, in a row. I, couldn't, I was sure he would have been well up there. Is Max Verstappen going to equal or better Vettel's record Uh in spa and then when we come back after the summer break do we think he's going to do it yeah 100 percent. Yeah, something happens i mean obviously we don't want that but like what what is going to stop him from mm. winning a race i mean i can't think of a scenario or a situation i mean i can but yeah mm. yeah 
the only other thing I'd say though, like you know, uh, it's you can't you can't take anything away from Max, but you know, just if you go back because it kind of feels like when we're watching this, it's it's not quite as dominant as the Schumacher era, but you're hearing these sorts of stats and you're thinking to yourself, oh, wow, it's crazy. You just have to remember now we've got 24 races. Mm. You know, back when Schumacher and Hakkinen and people like Senna and stuff, mm. they only had 16 races a season. Mm. So that's a huge advantage in the all-time stats that the current drivers have. So, yeah, I think I think he'll end up doing it. But the reality is, is that if you look at like when Senna had the dominant car, Schumacher had the dominant car, to be able to hit that stat, they would have had to you know, they would have had to have won more than 50% of the races in their season, which is a pretty bonkers number. Now, Max could still go on and do that. But I think that, you know, when you try and compare the past to, to the current time, it's it's a little bit difficult. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I think I you made an interesting point there. So 24 races, it will be 24 next season, assuming that yeah. none of them get cancelled because of the flooding or anything. Too many? Yeah, yeah, I think so. yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. Why, why, do you, why do you think that, Rachel? I think it's a lot. First of all, yes, it's a lot for the drivers. Um, the amount of time they are away, the, and also the demand. Like these are sportsmen. You know, it's a very physical, and you can agree with that. It's very mm. physical being a driver, and they're 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 exhausted. I think you know the Mercedes car, for instance, this weekend the temperatures in there were really high. It's it's exhausting, and then. But, what about the teams? They're away from their families so much, and mm. people kind of. And I hate this with. F1, it's quite an elitist sport sometimes, and you get people who are fans of the sport being like, yeah, but you're so lucky to do that job. Yeah, but why should that then be compromised that you can't spend time with your family? Like, it's, you're away a lot, like, and we mean a lot. And it's not just the end of a race, oh, they go home. No, that's like, now that people are going to be heading over to Spa. Yeah. Like it's 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 yeah it's way too much. Yeah, and we're gonna have uh, at least two triple headers in mm. there, uh, and it's just, I agree. I think it's a lot. It's also like. It feels a bit like let's keep flogging this dead horse yes. for money yeah. rather than. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. rather I think that it's the fallout of drive to survive, which look is good. I, I'm all for drive to survive in terms of it bringing new fans to the sport. Yeah. I think that's a positive thing, but not at the detriment of the sport. And I think it would just be are people going to, you know, when you give people too much option, do they get, get a bit over it? I think I think around the 20 mark is good. 24 is a lot. It's an extra, mm. in theory, a month of racing, four extra races. And yeah, <laughs> I think the other thing as well is like picking up on, on the point you're making about, you know, it's, but the drivers, it's, it's not really quite as bad because they're in a position where, you know, a lot of them, you know, especially the front runners, they have access to, to jets and they're able to mm. fly to where they want to fly to and everything. But for the mechanics and everything, we're only thinking about the race weekend itself, you know, going on today and for the next today and tomorrow, they're going to have to dismantle everything in Budapest yeah. and they're then going to have to go to Spa. They're going to get to Spa on Wednesday and they're going to have to start setting up. Now, they do have another setup crew, but there's still extra work for the mechanics to mm. do. And also what happens, and, and you know a lot of drivers get this, is obviously over the weekend, your brain is so wired and you've got so much adrenaline going through you um, that you're, you're completely pumped. But then inevitably, at the end of the weekend, you then have a bit of a come down. And I tell you, the Monday after a race, unless you won on the Sunday, it, you've, it's one of the most depressing days that you have. You just have no energy. You have a lack of motivation, wow. lack of everything, because your body yeah. is on a come down. And you think for those mechanics who are preparing the cars and involved in the pit stops and everything like that, yeah. they're in that position now where that adrenaline is gone and they're getting the come down and everything's catching up with them. And, you know, they're having in the heat of Budapest, having to deconstruct everything. Then they're going to spa and they're doing this. 
I mean, for me, with within when you have intercontinental travel, it's too much. As an example, you know, you've got a domestic series in America called NASCAR. They have 36 races uh, across a year. But the difference is it's only in one country and they have yeah, two sets of crews. Yeah. Mm. So they use so, so they split it between the mechanics. Whereas Formula One, they're consistently using the same crew. Do you think F1 will get two crews? Like I, if there's more, you know, fixtures. Well, it's yes and no. I think if there wasn't a cost cap or there was a way around it with yeah. the cost cap, they would. Because back in the period where there was no testing ban in Formula One, they used to have completely separate test teams. Because and the test drivers used to be testing four or five days a week normally. Okay. And you know, so they, they they were able to do it and there is a way to do it. But all of a sudden, if you add another crew, that's gonna take millions in salaries and, and travel and everything off your budget. So I, I, unless they can negotiate a way to have this for the sake of the crews, I don't see how this is ever going to be implemented. Interesting. Well, we'll leave it with an ellipsis, dot, 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 to be continued. <laughs> uh, but look, let's move into... So, Richard, we've done this before. Mm. Rachel, uh, yeah. this is this is, this is is where Good the luck. drama begins. <laughs> so we are going to, or you are going to build your ultimate driver. I'll tell you what's quite funny is that Richard can't remember who he put down. <laughs> yeah, I quite like that. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was uh, listening back again this morning to uh, to remind myself of Richard's choices, and I have them here, but I won't give them to you until you've done it. So we're going to have six categories. We're also going to add a category today. Feel free, of course, to play along at home. The rules of this are, uh, I'm going to give you the categories, which are overtaking, defending, one-shot quality pace, uh, driving in the wet, tyre management, and coming through the field. Those are the six. Uh, and... You are not allowed to pick the same driver know, twice for their skill. <laughs> I want to. Um, <laughs> not allowed to pick the same driver twice. And at the end, I'll throw in the little joker of what the, the, the kind of final add-on is as well. But does that make, make sort of sense? Mm. Building your ultimate driver and you can't use the same one twice. Yeah. So we'll start with one of the most important things in Formula One, overtaking. Who are you taking uh, their ability of overtaking oh, into your driver. I feel like I should caveat this with, I panicked. <laughs> I was overthinking it and realised, like I said, there's no money in this. There's no prize, unless there is a prize. But... Uh, we can get you a lollipop or something. I don't know. <laughs> there's not a prize. The budget will stretch. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to go with, like looking at last weekend. and But yeah, um, over, that's, I have to give that little backstory because now I'm about to say what I'm going to say. But um, I've chosen Perez. Only okay. from this weekend, I think he's shown he can with the confidence and and the you know a bit of fight in him bit of chutzpah as my gran says um Perez is yeah so I'd go overtaking Perez yeah I think that's a fair shout but you know we've seen him in the past come from uh 20th to first mm -hmm. and he's done a hell of a lot of overtaking recently because he's qualified so badly how, how, how does it make you feel that Rachel's put Perez down for overtaking? I think, to be honest, on the first side of it, it's the fact that you you have enough reason to put Perez in that category. It shouldn't really be happening True. in that car, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, well made. but you know, as you said, his foot, his first Grand Prix win, he came from last. Um, you know, and he's been doing it as you said at the weekend as well. So I, I see the logic for that. Okay. Yeah. okay, moving on to. Oh no, sorry, I should tell you what Richard put. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richard put down. 
Fernando Alonso for Ooh. overtaking. Okay, yeah, I like that. Did you remember that you put that one down? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Fernando Alonso for Richard and Sergio Perez for Rachel. Mm-hmm. Next up, next category is defending. You need someone to get their elbows out uh, and stop somebody coming past them. Yeah, I... H- who are you putting down for this? I've changed mine. Okay. The first one name I put down was quite obvious and I didn't want to do that. But I put Lando Norris. Norris for defending. Yeah, yeah, I think he's capable of um, getting those little elbows out. That's yeah. Really <laughs> <something>. um, <laughs> little elbows. Yeah. <laughs> well, we saw him do, well, it wasn't maybe not quite defending, but yesterday in Hungary, we did see him keep Perez away or he drove capable. better enough yeah, to keep again. Perez out of sight. Yeah. So yeah, good. Uh, Richard, you put down for this one. I remember Perez. So, very good. Yeah. Sergio yeah. Perez. Yeah. Abu Dhabi 2021. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there. I mean, classic. He, pretty much without the, the whole Latifi incident, there, he he changed the look of the race. Yeah, you know, just yeah, from definitely. two laps. So. Yeah, yeah. So so far, Rachel, you've got uh, Perez for overtaking, Norris for defending. Mm-hmm. Now, one shot quali. So this is you've got you know two and a half minutes left on the clock in Q three. You're on the soft tires. Yeah. Who is the driver that's going to go and put the best time on the board and qualify pole? One shot quali. I didn't go for the first one in my mind. Verstappen. Verstappen for quali. Wow. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, Max Verstappen for quali. Okay. See, I remember uh, we had yesterday Lex on, uh, and he was saying that he doesn't rate Max Verstappen as a qualifier. He thinks it's his one weakest point, (laughs) which I thought was quite interesting. I'm not sure I completely agree with it, but... As a driver, I wish that, you know, my weakest point was as good as that, you know? Yeah, and again, in that part, I think... Yeah, I think it's... uh, I'll put my money on it. Yeah, I think think Max is uh, a very good shout. Richard... Lewis. Yeah. No. Oh. You put Lando Norris down oh, yeah, for no, qualifying. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. I still, I, I still stand by that. Yeah, you so. put Lando Norris down. And I think I've been, I've had that proven in the last couple of races as well. Yeah. You know, he's got the car and, you know, he's, he's got to deliver and mm-hmm. he's delivered both times, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and look, he's doing a beautiful job at the moment as well. So... Oh, yes, move, I remember what, yeah. I you remember what you've put? Yeah, I, I remember now. I remember what I put Lewis for. Moving on next, we are, it's chucking it down like it has been quite a lot this year. I feel like we had like five wet races in a row and this isn't, uh, this isn't like the track is drying or starting to get wet. It's full wet. We're on the blue wet tires. Who are you having the ability of in your ultimate driver for driving in the wet? Hamilton. Both of you put Lewis. Yeah, same. Both of you put Lewis. Very, very good. I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. I think I'm. Silverstone might... 2008 stands out. You know where he won by like 45 seconds. Yeah, he's great in the wet. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. And you could go do countless yeah exactly. examples of when Lewis <laughs> has just been beautiful in the wet. I think I put Lewis down for tire management, not mm. wet. Yeah. In terms of like preserving the tires, you know, he does the classic. Well. Oh, mate, my my, that, my tires are shot, <laughs> and then he was sort of like set fastest lap. <laughs> That's the I would do that yeah. as well. Yeah. I'll get them. I'll show them. Uh, Rachel, let's remind you of your so far. So you've got uh, overtaking Perez, defending Lando Norris, qualifying Max Verstappen, driving in the wet, uh, Lewis Hamilton. It's a good driver so far. But who are you having for the one that I just mentioned? Tire management. Alonso. Alonso yeah. for tire management. Yeah. Good. Tell me why. Um, for a start, well, with his experience, he knows. He's one of those drivers that probably doesn't even need to like ever be told. Oh, I think we should go for these tyres or go for the slicks or whatever. Mm. He's 
he's on it, he knows it. I yeah, I would have a lot of confidence in Alonso choosing the tires. So <laughs> again, <carry on. laughs> again, the, the same names kind of keep cropping up because it's the guys that are the right at the top of the crop. And Alonso, the other thing is he's done. He's been in the sport the for so long. The experience he can bring on tires. Yeah. yeah, what is he, 42? Crazy. Uh, do you remember who you put for tire management, Rich? I think I do. Did Go I, on. Did I put Albon? No. Ah. Albon was our, Albon was our like point yeah. two. You put Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Um, I hasn't shown it in the last few races, but I still stand by that. No, yeah, but that's the thing. You've yeah. got to think long term. Uh, Albon was absolutely my sort of like asterisked one. But, I mean, but he's done it a few times. Yeah. This, this seems well, but particularly the one that I'll never forget is, is that Australia race yeah. where he did the whole... The whole Just race on one set of tyres yeah. and then put it in the put it in the last lap yeah. and um, scored a point and it was in a dreadful Williams as well like a yeah. terrible car uh, and he scored them a point which was amazing. Um, okay, on to our final category before I play the Joker card. Um, this is now like what Sergio Perez did. You're starting in 20th, maybe, or even from the pit lane. You've had a terrible engine failure and you've taken the penalty and you're starting from the back of the grid. Who is coming through the field (laughs) to win the race? Or whose ability are you taking? See, now now you mentioned to win the race. I think he could get through the field, but I don't know if he can necessarily win it. And I'm not even going to give you a backstory. I've got to own this. Uh, Nico. Nico Hulkenberg. Hulken- I thought you were going to say Rosberg. Hulkenberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's how that's how shocked I was. I was like, <laughs> I, in my head, I was like, is Rosberg still driving? Yes, wait, what year? Hulkenberg. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, oh my I, I god. I like Hulkenberg. I really like him. I have a real soft spot for him as a as a driver. Um, yeah, I think he could do that. I am gobsmacked. This is one shot. This is one shot. <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. okay. The man who still never got a podium in no. Formula One. No, no, no. But <laughs> I tell you what though, he has been qualifying ridiculously well this season. Uh, he he's he's massively underrated as yeah. a driver. Massively underrated. I mean, you know, he you have to look at he's never really had the opportunity in, in, in a proper car. Mm. And you know, there's been discussion about him going to Ferrari or Red Bull or stuff like that. But just remember when he was at Renault, he kept Ricardo very, very honest. I think he even beat Ricardo a couple of times. Yeah. In, in, as in over the whole season, mm. you know. How old is he now? Uh, Would he be considered too old to Yeah, he, he, he's yeah. too old, unfortunately. But I remember when he came and did Le Mans, he just jumped straight in and was immediately on it, adapted to that just style really of good. racing. He's good at that, isn't he? Like yeah. Last minute, kind of just getting on with it. And there's plenty of drivers from Formula One who have come to sports cars and, mm. and not adapted at all to it. So, Do you remember who you put for coming through the field? Yeah, Max. Oh. Max Verstappen, <laughs> yeah. So... I'll run you through both of your uh, choices and then we'll give you the final one as well. So, uh, Richard, you've got Fernando Alonso for overtaking, Sergio Perez for defending, Lando Norris for qualifying, Lewis Hamilton in the wet, Charles Leclerc for tyre management and Max for coming through the field. And Rachel, you've got... <laughs> I still can't believe, I'm still getting over this Nico Hulkenberg-Rosberg thing. Yeah, but with no, that, I like what it. What car he's in? Hey, I like it. I'm not right. dissing it. I was yeah. just... I, this is all about thinking outside the box. You know, <laughs> you've got... I went out. <laughs> uh, overtaking Sergio Perez. Defending Lando Norris. One-shot quality pace Max Verstappen. In the wet, Lewis Hamilton. Tire management, Fernando Alonso. Coming through the field, Nico Hulkenberg. And the final one, this is new for both of you because neither of you have done this. You've created your driver. They look strange, but they drive really well. <laughs> the amalgamation of those six drivers. Who is your teammate? Who's the person that's going to be your rear gunner? You can't use somebody you've already had. 
Richard. Bottas. Oh. No question. No question. I forgot about him. I mean, you know. Forgot- <laughs> <laughs> thought about Nico Hulkenberg, but not Bottas. Forget it. Everything. He, he always kept Lewis on his toes. Yeah. Um, you know, and he was always dependable to be there. And as I said, that stat, he made Q3 100% of the time with Mercedes. And when you look at how Sergio Perez has been, you know, it highlights how good an achievement that was. So I think he's actually better than a number two, but yeah, that's he's that's where I put. What him. a good number two to have! Yeah, yeah I I yeah. think I probably would have said Bottas as well. Oh, Rachel. Dear. <laughs> okay, I was again trying. It's to Logan Sargent. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> Oscar Piastri. Oh I no, decent. Very decent. I think long term that's going to be a yeah. good shout. And also, the... oh, about longevity, I have. Generally. But I yeah. think he's going to end up becoming. He's he's going to he's going to become seriously good. Give him think... five to ten years, he'll be very very good. Oh, I was about to say, do you think he'll give Norris a run for his money? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Once he learns the intricacies of it, I think so. I mean, at the beginning of the race, uh, the weekend, you know, he he looked. He was uh, he got ahead of everybody, and he looked sharp. You know, he yeah. looked very very strong. Wasn't phased by it. Calm on the radio. That's how you got to be, though, yeah. isn't it? Not intimidated. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited by him. I yeah. think he's going to be really good. Mm. I agree. I think there's something really cool about Oscar Piastri. Yeah. And it's just, in terms of a rookie season, I can't think of many better rookie seasons, really, particularly with how he's a, yeah. how he's uh, adapted, most excitingly for me, with the upgrades. It's not yeah. like he's gone, oh, my God, the car's suddenly better and I don't know what to do. He's gone, no, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready for this quick car. Let me do it. laid back, like you said, because of, like, perhaps Weber and mm-hmm. that, that Australian laid back. Yeah, it's... Yeah, number two. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and that's, that's, a, that's a very, very, very good shout. And as you say, longevity as well. Nice. Well, look, moving forward, we next go racing in just a few days because of this stacked calendar. Uh, we are going racing in Spa. It's many, many, many people's favourite track. Mm. It's quick. It's terrifying. Rich and I have had a talk in the past um, about particularly that Eau Rouge corner being terrifying yeah. uh, right. could you just in fact can you just tell me again that that what it's like to go through Eau Rouge well, like, I remember the first time I did it in a Formula 3 car and you know a Formula 3 car is easy flat you, in the in the dry you don't even think about it and I went in and I had to actually take to the tarmac runoff because I've never actually felt compression G before and you go up the hill so fast and the, you know until you actually see it you don't believe how steep it is Like, and you think how on earth can a car even get up there but until you felt compression G, you just have no idea how to deal with it. And you just get pushed down in your seat. And I, I just completely lost sensation. I was like, whoa, what's that? And I just bailed and took the runoff immediately. And you get, you know, once you get used to it, it's okay. But the faster the cars get, you know, the, the more daunting it gets. And the quickest cars I've driven around Spa, our minimum speed through there is 168 miles an hour. And you literally, you take as much curb as you can on the left. And you can't really see anything on the right. You set yourself up. And then you just see sky and you just kind of, you just pray that the track's still there when you've actually done it. And God. yeah, it, honestly, it, it's, it's properly. It sounds ter- genuinely terrifying. It is genuinely terrifying. It really is genuinely terrifying. Yeah. It's um, epic, but terrifying. Good luck for the guys this weekend then. Let's do, it's still early, you know, it's, it's the classic, let's do predictions and then see if somebody qualifies. <laughs> like someone will say George, yeah. you'll qualify 18th. Um, but let's do some very loose predictions i will ask for a one two three but then also maybe just a team that you think might overperform or underperform um i'll tell you what i'll go first yeah. so that you know I'll, I'll get my ones out of the way uh ferrari one two and uh, logan's like no uh i think max is going to win it again he's going to go eight races in a row uh i think the red bull's going to be so quick and i think sergio has um 
didn't qualify great, but he was quick and race pace. His race pace has been quick, even when his qualifying has mm-hmm. been bad. So I do think we'll see a Red Bull one, two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't think Fer- I don't think Ferrari are going to be good. I think it's probably going to be uh, McLaren again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for Norris in third. There you go. That's my three. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rachel, let's go to you next. I won't copy. I agree with you with the Red Bull one, two. Because I think as well, Perez, his confidence will now be up there and he will feel more than capable of, of doing it. But I think probably, no, I don't want to have the same as as this weekend. I'm going to go, obviously, for Stappen winning. Mm-hmm. I want to see, I think, Norris second. But I think third, maybe Russell. Whoa. There we go. He's, went, been, oh, he's been quick in the last few races. Home. Race pace has yeah. been very strong. Yeah, very interesting. Richard? I think that you're all wrong. (laughs) 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 Because the one thing that we haven't spoken about, which always happens at Spa, is it always rains. Correct. It rains all the time. And, you know, at some point during the weekend, it's going to rain. Whether that's on race day or not, I don't know. So it's hard to go against Max, obviously. It it will come wet or dry. I think, though, on the basis that it could be wet, so I'm hedging my bets a little bit, I think Lewis will give him a run for his money. Uh, so Lewis P2 and I think um, to be honest I think Russell third come rain or shine you're thinking you're thinking a good old weekend for Mercedes I, I, think, it, I think if it's wet I can see Hamilton doing well in the in if it's wet um, but I can see George doing well if it's wet or dry do you see before the end of the season Hamilton on the top step of the podium no no, Next but I, I do see Norris on the po- on the top step for okay, the end of the season. So yeah. you think, yeah, I kind of wanted I to round up that. on that. If if somebody is to break the Red Bull streak and they don't go 20, it would be 22. 22 races now? Yes. Something we lost China like and we lost Imola. Something crazy like So that. I think 22. <laughs> um, uh, if we don't, yes, if, we, if somebody's going to break that Red Bull streak and they don't win every race, which team is it and which driver is it? That's my final question of the day. I agree. I think it'll be McLaren. And the way things are with McLaren, it'll be Norris. Yeah. I think Norris is the only one competing with Verstappen at the moment. I mean, just remember as well, the rate of progress they've actually made. There's a delta they found about one and a half seconds since the start of the season. Madness. So if they they clearly have a way in which they can analyse how to best, uh, best make progress with the car. So if they keep going on that trajectory... You know, the Red Bull hasn't exactly gotten better as the year's gone on. You know, okay, we, Verstappen are particularly good hungry, but, you know, mm-hmm. in Silverstone, he was fairly average for him let's be honest um so yeah i think i think it's going to be the mclarens but the the interesting thing is as well you've got the two anomaly circuits coming up where if you set your car for a certain circuit um or a certain way because these two are so different from the rest in terms of aerodynamics and 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 aero efficiency you can get shock results and i'm thinking spa and monza because a lot of teams, you know, Monza, everyone brings an independent aero package just for that circuit because mm. it's such low downforce. Mm. So a team like McLaren or Aston, who have got a really, really good mechanical strong base, might go, okay, let's optimize an aero package for these two circuits, knowing that they're not going to be able to find the downforce for Suzuka, for Singapore, you know, and go, just go for it like that. I tell you, just going back to your earlier point, who I think will be strong here and at Monza, Williams. Well, that car oh. suddenly looks quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Particularly, yeah. I think Alex Albon made a very mm. telling Instagram post, just kind of ignoring Hungary, said it's not our circuit. And Hungary is a max downforce sort of, you know, twist and turn circuit. Yeah. I reckon they're going for the trimmed out setup, which if they have done, the first circuit they'll be strong at will be Spa. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I, I really think, would. Well, it'd be nice to have Logan Sargent, you know, have a 
make some progress. I would love to see him get a point. I really would. Like. He's obviously because we've had a conversation before about like people online calling him a bit of a Mickey Mouse driver and being a joke, no, and you 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 would you you will jump to the defense of him yeah, 100%, instantly. Hundred percent. You, you don't get into F one if you're crap. No, do you? but no. but also you know the, the, if you go back and look at his junior career, mm. I mean even even at a junior level, all the drivers are just as quick as many of the drivers in Formula One. It's just they haven't got the whole package, and he was in a situation where he had to miss his season of racing for some ridiculous reasons um but then he came with the worst team in formula three um who historically very rarely score points anything like that and he won races with them mm. and you know and yeah, uh, something isn't it yeah and then i spoke to uh, i spoke to trevor carlin the boss of carlin in formula two and said they signed him for formula two based on that he only had one season in formula two and then he's been picked up by williams so he's he's not you know he, he's in a difficult position because he's not in in the greatest car at the minute and albon is doing some incredible stuff but i think mm. logan gets a bit too much stick for the level he's actually at yeah yeah i agree i do I think what, what a place to leave it. Thank you so much. Uh, Rachel, what a pleasure to have you in today. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for playing my silly ultimate driver game as well. I will keep yeah, ramming it down people's throats. Um, yeah, yes, you, and you will have a nice time while you're here. Um, please come back and speak to us again you. soon. It's been such um, such a, a pleasure and 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 particularly you know as the season goes on and what happens with that second place battle i think is going to get really really exciting richard as always thank you very much for giving up some of your monday to come and have a chat and play, play the right. game that you've already <laughs> played um but for now we're going to leave it there thank you so much uh for joining us on the on track gp podcast we'll be back um later this week with a preview for Spa, a little bit more specifically about what we can expect to the track and who we think might do well. And of course, we will be live uh, on Sunday for the race. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a sprint at Spa, sprint isn't weekend, it? Yeah. Yes, it is a sprint. Brilliant. Uh, or maybe not, depending on how you look at that. <laughs> but that's a conversation for the preview. We'll see you soon. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks very much, guys. That's On Track GP. See you soon. Podcast Network.